Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there. Welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, it's another season that we're in, summer right now, and after summer comes my favorite time of year, autumn. Uh, I like autumn, I don't know why, for some reason, a California guy, you think, I like going to the beach, I like surfing, I like all that stuff, I love the summer, but something about autumn that's interesting to me, I guess the weather changes, people are more focused on doing their hobbies again, and of course, being an obsessed hobbyist, it's kind of fun, the whole world kind of gets focused on that sort of stuff, and Personally, I'm getting ready for some exciting times in the fall, aquarium-wise. I've got my reef tank, which is finally going to really get underway. I've got a couple of new ideas for other aquariums, freshwater aquariums that are going up and doing some work here at 10, and it's going to be fun. And when I was thinking about this, when I'm designing or working on a new tank, particularly a reef tank, it brings back a lot of old memories. And I, I, it reminds me of conversations I've had with people over the years about tanks and so forth. And you think about what goes into a new tank build, uh, you know, with every new build comes the usual considerations, theme, budget constraints, equipment choices, aesthetics, you know, power consumption, all that kind of stuff. And with every build, us fish geeks tend to look at things as if this is our new chance to get it right. <laughs> as if all the previous tanks that we built were part of a build up to this ultimate achievement. It's a lot of pressure we put on ourselves, isn't it? Now, that's not an entirely unhealthy thing. I mean, we always strive to improve, to learn from past mistakes, and to constantly work at perfecting our craft. There's nothing wrong with self-improvement. The problem, as I see it, is that we tend to overreach at times in our attempts to create perfection. We sometimes tend to push too hard in terms of how we do things, the equipment we select, and the methods that we choose. We put too much pressure on achieving some prescribed result and overlook the fun of this whole thing. I know that I have done this over the years, sometimes with good results, but also with unintended, less than favorable effects. Now, I told myself, as I tell myself every time, this time, rather than pushing myself to the limits of capability, technology, and budget, just because it's what's expected by everybody, I'm spending more time just enjoying the processes, thinking about what gives me the most pleasure in aquarium keeping and how I can design my aquariums to provide that experience for me and health for my animals. I mean, it's a hobby, right? It's supposed to be fun. Aquarium keeping is not like any other hobby. It's an obsession for many, an expression of ourselves, and often a lifestyle as well. Now, that's all well and good, but after a lifetime in the game, I'm finally able to reflect back on my experiences in the hobby and truly put my mind into a mode of, you know, I can really enjoy this for the right reasons. A personal breakthrough, if nothing else. It was a big breakthrough for me over the last few months. As you know, I've shared very intimately with you my kind of once-in-a-lifetime hobby and business burnout that I had with Tannen and just the hobby in general. And it was a personal breakthrough, but I figured I'd share this little epiphany with you that came a while ago, actually, as I actually concluded some things during my aquarium planning phases that have helped me enjoy the hobby more than ever. I'm just so excited to be back in it and just absolutely going crazy with it. Perhaps they're going to benefit you, or perhaps they'll demonstrate just how far off the deep end I went. I don't know. Either way, as always, I'm going to share my experiences, my thoughts, my ideas with you in the hope that it might just touch a few of you who are occasionally, like me, 
tend to take this stuff a bit too seriously and risk losing that enjoyment that we're supposed to have from the hobby. I've broken this little personal discovery down into a few points about things I know I have had to do differently to have a successful, enjoyable aquarium experience over the years. These are written to myself, I guess, from a third person point of view. So sometimes it comes across as a bit preachy, but that wasn't intentional. So of course, we have to think about what the word successful means to begin with. Actually, in this context, what does it mean for some of us? Just having a tank that holds water in our home without leaking is a big win, right? For other people, success means it needs to hit on a whole litany of points. For still others, a successful aquarium experience means to win accolades and peer approval. You know, the whole tank of the millennium prize that more than one hobbyist I know is coveted. The term successful is a really personal context, I suppose. So without further pomp and circumstance, here's some of my conclusions about things that I found that I needed to do differently in order to achieve the results I wanted with my hobby. The first was to stop trying to create the perfect aquarium from the start. It's going to evolve. Yeah, it does happen. You don't need to have a finished product worthy of peer accolades and compliments right from the start or ever, but that's a different point. Great tanks evolve over time. Botanicals don't start breaking down for a while. Wood doesn't even get a little patina on it for months. Plants take a long time to you know plants take a long time to settle in. Water chemistry parameters take some time to get dialed in. And in short, you can't rush nature. Nobody want to. Part of the fun is watching things evolve over time. This is a, a thing I've shared with you over and over again. In fact, even in re- as recently as the last episode, I talked about that. Yet we often like to accelerate this pace for reasons not easily defined. For many aquarists, we get into this collector's mode. This is very common in the reef aquarium hobby. A collector's mode, obsessively acquiring as many different fishes or corals, for that matter, as we can find. Sometimes because we love them and other times because they're the hot thing at the time. You want to keep up with everybody. For for many people, if you honestly assess your motives, you may find that your source of enjoyment in the hobby is simply the process of acquiring stuff. The thrill of the hunt, the hunter-gather thing, whatever. Nothing wrong with that, but something worth noting. For others, it's about growing the fishes, growing the plants, growing the corals, evolving your aquarium, whatever. For all of us, it should be about letting nature run its course as it has for eons and helping you know her along a little bit in our closed aquariums. The other point I want to make is that you should see challenges like, I don't know, let's take algae because that's a common one. Algae issues or parameter control, those kind of things people obsess over. See those as opportunities to improve your skill rather than challenges. Now, it may seem utterly ridiculous when there's green slime on your sand, filamentous algae clogging your overflow in your reef tank, and diatoms all over the aquarium walls. But if you actually take the mindset of, hmm, here's a chance to figure out what I'm doing wrong and how to keep it from happening again, you may just come out of these challenges with a better attitude and greater skill. Yeah, really, the old when life gives you lemons mindset works well in the aquarium keeping because it's not a matter of if you'll have some challenges. It's a matter of when. It's about how you look at them. They come with the territory. Living creatures in, you know, closed systems always throws us the proverbial curveball, right? Everybody freaks out. It's human nature. However, the truly successful hobbyist is the one who gathers his or her wits, observes what's going on, how it occurred, and tries to figure out what to do about it so that it doesn't happen again. Just don't just go through the experience with the problem. Learn from it and use it as a skill enhancer and share it with others for the big win. The other point is to not overanalyze everything. This is kind of laughable that I'm saying this. I mean, I'm the guy who like is obsessed about researching the crap out of every little natural ecosystem or whatever. But the point is, 
I can see how easily you can get caught up in analysis paralysis. Like, and by this, I mean people worry about spending tons of time chasing every single water parameter and freaking out of the slightest deviation. I know a lot of reef keepers that do that. I know a lot of freshwater people that do that. It's not a good attitude. In fact, it's nuts. Let's be honest. I think information about our water parameters is important. It's even vital. However, it's what you do with the information that has the most impact. Chasing numbers is a maddening obsession, and it's not the key to success. Fanatically keeping your aquarium's environment within your chosen parameters is not. Creating a beautiful, healthy aquarium is an amalgamation of many skills and many factors. Obsessing over every single aspect of your tank is going to drive you nuts, if not right out of the hobby in record time. It's far better to set target ranges for aspects of your system's function, appearance, and environment than it is for you to force yourself into these rigid parameter things. And for God's sake, don't freak out over every weird noise, white spot on your guarmi, and every little bit of brown on your Amazon sword plant. Sure, there's reasons for almost everything that happens in an aquarium, but you don't need to worry about every single one. I know aquarists that think the world is coming to an end every time their filter flow goes out of whack or their protein skimmer stops working in their reef tank, convinced that this is a sign of the great tank apocalypse. Typically, it's just a sign that they've fed some extra food or got too excited with an additive or didn't replace a filter pad or whatever. Nothing worth worrying about unless you see overt signs of distress. We try to relax, yet we watch and we worry and we ponder. Pondering's fine. Worrying's not good for your hobby experience or your health. Don't worry so much. Just enjoy it. Speaking of worry, another point is to stop worrying about what everyone else thinks. Now, this is a tough one for many hobbyists. We're in the age of you know, Instagram and Twitter and forum-driven aquarium keeping. We're literally besieged hourly by dozens of examples of amazing tank build threads from sponsored, you know, hobbyists, whatever the hell that is, you know, influencers, all this kind of stuff. You see dozens of DIY projects, animal acquisition success stories and assertions that this is the final, this is the way to keep an aquarium most successfully. And with every aquarium forum community elevating various actively posting hobbyists to near divine status daily, we can easily feel not only humbled, but downright insignificant or irrelevant as a chorus. Some people feel that way. This is a really bad thing to get sucked into, and it does happen. This is a sign of our times. I can't stress it enough. If you have a vision, an idea, and a theory, and the ability to act on it, do it. Don't listen to the naysayers, the followers, the the sheep for that matter. There's always plenty of self-appointed critics hiding behind the security of their keyboards with a Google window open, ready to show a dozen reasons why what you're proposing to do is not going to work. I see this all the time on forums and it's just insane. Yeah, there's always plenty of people heaping adoration on the hobbyists that seems to be doing cool stuff, tried and true, but maybe not the direction that your heart tells you to go. You're not in, you know, the aquarium keeping hobby to oppress anybody, let alone the masses and not to get approval. You're probably in this hobby simply because you love keeping fishes, plants, corals, and aquariums. Those are the right reasons. Just because you have a contrarian bent, an idea that seems to go against conventional aquarium thinking, whatever that may be, doesn't mean that it's wrong or no good or not worth pursuing. In fact, that's all the more reason to go with your gut. So what if you may not be popular? So what if you take a few hits from the naysayers? I did that all the time in the early days of 10, and I still do. I couldn't give a crap. You're following your own road. The irony is that by being successful at something radically different or previously thought to be out of fashion, you might just end up with the adoration that you previously scorned or alternately wanted. It's kind of weird the way it works that way, isn't it? And that gets at another thing. Grit 
and passion. To me, grit, passion, and determination can take you farther than style, money, and gadgets. Anyone can throw together an uber-pricey reef tank with all the latest gadgets, name-droppable corals, you know, or super cool fishes, somebody with fresh water can get all the designer plants or whatever and crazy collectors, you know, wood or whatever the hell. Anybody can hire experts to make it for them. Anybody can make a flashy video or put the music together, whatever. Anyone can talk a good game, get likes on Instagram and play the hype game. Not everybody can create a great aquarium, one that takes time, patience, and the occasional dose of failure to get to. Not everybody can rise from setbacks, mistakes, and outright catastrophes, or even admit them, and create an amazing aquarium. Not everyone can propagate that awesome little coral frag or breed that, that cool cichlid, once thought impossible to keep in captivity. Only those who have the conviction, the perseverance, and the determination to follow through can do these things. Don't for one minute think that your little tank with a pair of apistos and a well-tended Anubias is any less amazing or interesting than the 2,500-gallon reef tank that some well-heeled hobbyist somewhere is building and splashing all over the internet. Your effort, your drive, your love for the animals under your care might be every bit as impressive, if not more so, than anything that all the cash and flash can achieve. As we enter a new season, midsummer, and as we head for fall, aquarium season, Pause just for a moment to reflect how awesome this hobby really is and how fortunate that we are that we get to enjoy these gorgeous animals that we love so much. Always remember the amazing responsibility that we shoulder as aquarists to provide the best possible life for the animals under our care and for their well-being. And then remember how fun this whole game really is when you let yourself enjoy it. Have fun. Don't take the hobby too seriously. Stay determined. Stay driven. Stay creative. Stay excited. Stay enthusiastic and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.